blessed Sunday to all of you, dear friends. You are tuned in to OLMC Sunday Best. This is a sharing of the Bible study group from the parish of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Wan Chai, Hong Kong. Join us now in reflecting on this Sunday's liturgy for our life's nourishment. In the name of the Father, the Son, of the Holy Spirit, Amen. We pray the very beautiful prayer, opening prayer for the Mass of the second Sunday. God of everlasting mercy, who in the very recurrence of the Paschal Feast kindled the faith of the people you have made your own, increase, we pray, the grace you have bestowed that all may grasp and rightly understand in what font they have been washed, by whose spirit they have been reborn, by whose blood they have been redeemed. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. We are in the second Sunday of Easter, and as you know, some of you might know this already, every second Sunday of Easter, there is the reading from the Gospel of John Chapter 20, 19 to 31, which is the story of Thomas. Because the gospel itself says eight days after the first appearance of the recent Christ. No? So it's really, it's chronological. The, the liturgists really chose this. Because eight days after Easter time. And then, uh, but before that, before going to that, I would also like to add a liturgical note of the importance of Second Sunday of Easter as the Sunday of Divine Mercy. Okay, so this is since the time of John Paul II, uh, reading or following the notes and the inspirations of Saint Faustina. I think you know that, no? That our Lord Himself asked that uh, uh, Sunday, the Sunday after Easter, be dedicated to the divine mercy and we will we will see that also as we deepen the readings for today so the lineup of the readings the first reading is from the acts of the apostles chapter 5 12 to 16 then the responsorial psalm is the beautiful easter psalm of psalm 118 the second reading is from the book of revelation chapter 1 verses 9 to 19 and as we said earlier, the gospel is from John, gospel of John, from chapter 20, verses 19 to 31. Now let us listen to Sister Leonila to read for us the first reading. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Many signs and wonders were done among the people at the hands of the apostles. They were all gathered in Solomon's portico. None of the others dared to join them, but the people esteemed them. Yet more than ever, believers in the Lord, great numbers of men and women were added to them. Thus, they even carried the sick out into the streets and laid them on cuts and mats, so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on one or another of them. A large number of people from 
the towns in the vicinity of Jerusalem also gathered, bringing the sick and those disturbed by unclean spirits, and they were all cured. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You notice we are midway in the chapter. It's not chapter, uh, I mean, it's not verse 1. No, it's verse 12 to 16. Because there's a very curious thing here. Many signs and wonders were done among the people. But then none of the others joined, dared to join them. Did you notice that? Uh, Maybe after this Bible study, you can go back to the episode before that. What was the episode that uh, happened before these lines? It's the episode of the uh, couple Ananias and Sapphira. Ananias and Sapphira was a, re uh, a rich couple who sold their properties because they wanted to join the group. But then... This uh, transaction was not transparent, okay? It was not transparent. So the disciples, the apostles, like Peter and the others, tried to confront them. And in the story, as the story goes, Ananias was punished. He died. And also Sapphira after, no? So it's very dramatic, <laughs> that was the preceding episode. But even before that, there was the episode of Barnabas, you know, one of the early followers, Barnabas, who sold all his property and gave everything to the apostles. So you see there's the comparison. Now, there's the comparison of the generosity of Joseph Barnabas contrasted with the plot of Ananias and Sapphira to deceive and attempt to undermine the sense of community. So knowing all this, those who are observing no, this newly founded, newly born community would really think twice, okay? That's why he says, none of the others dared to join them, but the people esteemed them. Yet... Continue the reading. You see the other paradox. Yet, more than, oh, uh, more than ever, believers in the Lord, great numbers of men and women were added to them. We are in the early times of Christianity here. No, uh, I guess you know that the Acts of the Apostles is the sequel to the Gospel of St. Luke. Okay. So if the Gospel of St. Luke talks about the life of Jesus, now the Acts of the Apostles, the sequel, talks about the spread of the teaching of Jesus now and also the Acts of the Apostles, the, the believers of the risen Lord. Okay, And uh, the second part of the reading is about the gift of healing. Just as Jesus, during his ministry, his public ministry, healed a lot of people. No? Here, you see, uh, even how's that? With, that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on one or another of them to be able to be healed. No? Thus, they even carried the sick into the streets, and they wanted even just the shadow of Peter. No? 
for these people to be gifted with cure. A large number of people from the towns in the vicinity of Jerusalem also gathered, bringing the sick and those disturbed by unclean spirits, and all were cured. Meaning to say, all the ministries Jesus was doing in his lifetime also were, were passed on to his apostles, to his followers. The ministry of preaching, of healing, of exercising, or exorcism, no? These are all acts of the apostles given by the spirit of the risen Lord. Okay? Like the continuation, the continuity. Now, from here, we move on to, because, you know, it's uh, the readings for the Easter season are all selected. So they all have the same theme, no? Of the uh, life, their new life with Christ. And here, second reading would also be about the life and the preaching of uh, John, one of the apostles. A reading from the book of Revelation. I, John, your brother, who share with you the distress, the kingdom, and the endurance we have in Jesus, found myself on the island called Patmos. Because I proclaimed God's word and gave testimony to Jesus. I was caught up in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard him behind me, a voice as loud as a trumpet, which said, write on a scroll what you see. Then I turned to see whose voice it was that spoke to me. And when I turned, I saw seven gold lampshades, lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, wearing an ankle-length robe with a gold sash around his chest. When I caught sight of him, I fell down at his feet as though dead. He touched me with his right hand and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last, the one who lives. Once I was dead, but now I am alive forever and ever. I hold the keys to death and the netherworld. Write down, therefore, what you have seen and what is happening and what will happen afterwards. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So in the first reading, we said that these are the group of the apostles, no? Uh, performing the same ministry that Jesus did in his lifetime. Now we have in this book of Revelation... Uh, zooming in on John, okay? John is believed to be the youngest of the apostles. And he, the book of Revelation uh, is written also as a sequel to the Gospel of John. And then there are the letters, no? There are three letters of John to the communities. But here in the book of Revelation, uh, you have so many how do you call this? Uh, hypothesis. Is this is this a futuristic book? Is this a prophetic book? Is this a poetic book? You know, all of these questions. No? Because it's a very different genre. It's not just a simple storytelling. It's also letter writing. Okay? It's, it's also like... Uh, clashes and battles and war and then 
all the symbolic images so that when we hear the word apocalyptic, no, what comes to your mind <laughs> when you hear apocalypse? End of the world. End of the world. <laughs> Whereas the word, the word apocalypse is simply revelation. It's unveiling. No? Revelation. Okay? So, but anyway, the speaker here is John. And interestingly, he says, John, your brother, who share with you the distress, the kingdom, and the endurance we have in Jesus. Why? Because it's uh, believed that when uh, John wrote this, they were really experiencing a lot of uh, travail and trouble with the Roman Empire. No? John was believed to be even sent as a prisoner in this island, island of Patmos. Although that's, one, that's just one hypothesis. The others were saying maybe he was there to be an evangelist to the prisoners. Okay? These prisoners are the ones really uh, doing the hard labor, no? almost like slaves. But evidently, the call to John is to write. Okay? Write on a scroll what you see. And towards the end of the reading, again, write down, therefore, what you have seen, what is happening, and what will happen afterwards. So, in a way, it's... Uh, a call to preach because the writing is important because it brings, it hands on the tradition. No? But what does he write? He writes the revelations of Jesus. Anyway, it is, uh, this is called the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Okay. So it is the one, he is the one speaking. Okay. And so it's the, Distress, the kingdom, and the endurance we have in Jesus. Can you, can you get that? That the, whatever uh, things happen in life, it happens in Jesus. Meaning it happens with the Lord now present with us. No? Even the imagery of the seven gold lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, no? So who is that? Who do you think is that? Jesus. Jesus, yes. In fact, when this person spoke, he said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last, the one who lives. Once I was dead, but now I am alive forever and ever. So it's the Lord himself inspiring him. The seven lampstands, uh, the seven, you, you know the menorah, no? The menorah of the Jews. Menorah. menorah. Yes, the seven lamps, yes. The Hebrew, okay. Now, in itself, the lampstand does not have light. Mm -hmm. Okay? What produces the light? Candles. Is the candle, is the oil, is the, you know whatever is contained in that, no? So it's like we, lampstands, we Christians, no? Are filled with the oil of Christ, okay? And it is he who makes the light shine, okay? 
You, you remember the words of Jesus, I am the light of the world, but you are also the light of the world, pointing to Christians. Okay, so this carries out also, or this is a call also to our mission, to the mission of being light together with the Lord. No? He is the one taking care of the lamps. He's the one taking care of us that we can shine as light of the world. Okay, in spite or despite all this distress, no? the need for endurance in the midst of troubles, and so forth. No? So Revelation really is a call by the risen Christ no? to keep on the struggle, to keep on the struggle, but more importantly, to, to focus ourselves on Jesus. I am the beginning and the end. You will hear this three times in this book. At the very start of the book, then here, and then again towards the end. I am the alpha, the first word of the alphabet, no? and the omega, the last word. Okay? I am the alpha and the omega. I am the first and the last, the one who lives. Okay, now, this is not easy to believe immediately. And we will see in the gospel the other, the other apostle who struggled in this not in this faith in believing this. A reading from the from the book of John 20, 19 to 31, chapter 20. Yes. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and those and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas called Didymus, one of the twelve was not with them. When Jesus came, so the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord, but he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and bring your hand and put it into my side and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. 
Jesus said to him, have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now, Jesus did, did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through the belief of me, uh, belief you may have life in his time, name. The word of the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so we have now the third uh, apostle struggling with the faith here. No? The beginning of the reading says, uh, the evening of that first day of the week, which is, what, what day is that? The first day of the week. Sunday. That's a Sunday. The Easter, uh, that's why we celebrate Easter on a Sunday because all the Gospels, all the Gospels witness to that. Now, the day after the Sabbath is Sunday, the first day of the week. Okay? So the first part of the reading is really, is really the appearance of the recent Jesus in the, where? In the place where the disciples were. Did you notice the situation of the disciples? How were they? Were they excited about Jesus coming back? Did they expect Jesus to come back? What do you think? <laughs> they were afraid. <laughs> they were afraid. No, the doors were locked for fear of the Jews. Okay, they were, Jesus, after all his teaching, after all his predictions, uh, his message did not really got through. So the disciples were left afraid, disappointed, no, etc. And Jesus came and stood in their midst. So what is his first gift to the disciples, Sister Leonila? What is the first gift that we heard Jesus giving to the disciples? Peace be with you. Peace be with you. That is the first gift. No? And he showed them his hands and his side. What are there? What is, what is in the hands and the side? The Let's wounds. Say that's the second gift. The wounds. The wounds. No? And so with that, the... What the attitude of the disciples, how did it change? It says, the text says, the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord Jesus. Did you see that? That very fast shift. No? And that is present also in the other Gospels, in Matthew, in Luke, etc. No? And so uh, the, the gift is repeated or the greeting is repeated. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. So there's the mission. And then again, also the other gift, receive the Holy Spirit. Okay. So the gifts of the recent Christ. No? Now, unfortunately, the apostles were not complete. Who was absent? Somebody was absent. Thomas. <laughs> so Thomas was absent, like your, like your students. And <laughs> so... Thomas was absent. Didymus means the twin. No? That's another uh, description. So Thomas was absent. So 
when the apostles or the disciples said to him, we have seen the Lord, what was his remark? What was his response? He says, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Okay? Conditional faith. He did not really say, I don't believe. But he said, unless these things will be, no, will happen and I can do this, then I cannot believe. So the next line in the gospel is, a week later, his disciples were again inside. And this is what I was saying in the introduction part. Now that's why this gospel is always chosen on the second Sunday. Okay? Because the week later, now we have Thomas. No? <laughs> And again, we have the greeting of Jesus. His first, his first gift is always, peace be with you. And that's why we always say, you know, this is an insight that also comes to us. Um, anything that happens in life, once you still don't feel that peace, no, do not decide. You have to wait for the peace. No matter how difficult the situation is, no? Do not force it. Wait for the peace to come to you. And when the peace is there, then you know that God is there. Okay? Because that is his first gift. You imagine all these disciples discouraged, you know, disappointed, frustrated. But that peace is given really to overcome all these trials. So, uh, now, the, the next part is the is very particular of uh, John because he always focuses on a specific person. Like in the first part of this chapter 20, you know, the specific person that was focused on was Mary Magdalene. Mm. Okay. Mary who was crying, who was left me beside the tomb. Now you have Thomas. So what did, Tom, what did Jesus say to Thomas? As if, Tom, as if Jesus really heard no, what Thomas said earlier to the other disciples. So what did Jesus say? And ah, Put your finger here and see my hands and bring your hand and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believe. Okay, exactly the conditions that Thomas gave right? The first part of the gospel, all the conditions that Thomas gave. And so his answer or his uh, confession, we call this the confession of Thomas, my Lord and my God, which is what we use now, no? When we have our communion also, my Lord and my God. In the, the other part, the reply of Jesus here, have you come to believe because you have seen me? This is a very important uh, line. No? Because the last part, blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. This last part is referring to us. If the first part is referring to Thomas, have you come to believe because you have seen me? The second part, blessed are those who have not seen and have believed, is referring to us, to the disciples, no? the believers that come afterwards. Isn't that beautiful? So we are already here. In this gospel, 
we were already identified by Jesus. No? We are the blessed. You know the meaning of blessed, no? Happy. Happy are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Okay. So if there's a beatitude here in the Gospel of John, this is the one. Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Meaning, uh, the Lord really recognizes our struggles. Okay? All the, all the readings that we have today, no, have struggles within. Okay? That's why there's the call to endurance and call to faith. Now, maybe you yourselves can also share uh, what, what uh, struggles, what faith experiences that come to our mind now, no? as we try to celebrate Easter. Uh, I, I give you one example. Our sisters, our Filipinas who have very dramatic experiences even this Easter season, I can tell you one. Uh, last Sunday, last Sunday was Easter, okay? And Father Law was, in a way, forced to listen to the confession of one of our Filipinas, no? Because after the Mass, he really was crying and etc. And the, the priest who celebrated was already gone, so Father listened to her. And as he was listening, he noticed the hands of this uh, Filipina maid, all filled with wounds, okay? And she was trembling. And that's why uh, after the confession, Father uh, presented her to me and I, I listened to her. And we just came to know that she just uh, broke her contract the night before, meaning, uh, Holy Saturday, because she could not work anymore uh, because of the very infected hands, but still the employer said, that is nothing. You need to work. So she said, I can't. And she went down. That, that would mean breaking the contract. You can imagine that. No? That means not receiving anything, no salary, etc. And she went to this what do you call this? The, the boarding house and the other Filipinas in the boarding house brought her to us. No? And to cut the long story short, we, we gave her the finances to go to the doctor, then called a, a friend. Father also called the doctor to look at her condition and we examined together. And uh, she was given the medication and today she returned to the Philippines. I mean, that kind of struggle, no, it's, it's quite dramatic. And on Easter Day itself. So the wounds, I, I, I was reflecting on that this morning because they, they, they showed me her picture or she sent me her picture already waiting for her flight with the hands already dried, you know, the infection already. It's still there. Maybe the recovery is not full, but the situation has changed very dramatically. So I asked her, what about the employer? She said, well, we had, a, we had a dialogue in the agency, in the office of the agency. I was given very little, not even the days when I served for the month of April, but that's all right. No? What is important is she was at peace. 
Okay, so that's what we're saying also, the gift of the Lord, no? the peace that she has. She knows what she did. She knows up to where is her strength and she knows what is best. No? And it's beautiful also the, the care of the fellow Filipinas there in the boarding house. Uh, and, and they are so grateful also because to be able to resolve her situation that fast. No, that was unexpected. But this is how the risen Lord works no? through the community, through the disciples. And that is in the present tense. Okay. That's not in the past tense. As he said, this part when Jesus said, Receive the Holy Spirit, who since you forgive are forgiven them, and yes. who since you retain are retained. Yes. Because, sister, in this part, Sometimes I feel struggling with this sister because I really believe of confession, sister. Mm -hmm. Ever since I, I I do believe that whenever I confess, I, I it helped me to cleanse out my my sins or whatever error I made in my life. But sister, whenever I try to 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 share this to my some of my friends, they will just tell me I prefer to go direct asking forgiveness to God. It's, 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 it's more easy, more better, and uh, God will easily hear my answer. Mm -hmm. I can easily hear answer from God. Yes. So this is, sister, I, I, I always feel upset because for me, I understand because from the apostles, from the priests, from the Pope, I understand that we really have to do confess. But how, how, this, how can I let them understand this kind of things, sister, that it, really it is very important to do confession? I guess what you are referring to would be more coming from the Protestant tradition. Are they Catholics? Some or Catholic sisters, some Catholics, Catholics okay. also. Uh, sometimes palusot ba? They like because it's so difficult to it's so difficult to examine yourself. But you can you can cite this example that I gave you. This uh, Filipina who was wounded received the cure from confession. This was in the context of confession. No? If you were listening to the story, this woman went to confession to father-in-law no? last yeah. Sunday, Easter Sunday, and father observed what she was going through. Not even, maybe not, e I, I imagine it was also emotionally and psychologically because she left her employer the night before, Holy mm -hmm. Saturday. Okay, but because there was a priest who knew how to care for her, no, and passed on to the community and then to the doctor. And I mean to say, healing is not just, as your friends are imagining, healing is not just spiritual. Mm -hmm. Healing is also physical, it's also communal, it's relational. Okay, yes. and sometimes. We just stick on, on one part. We, we, we stick on the, the difficulty of looking at our sins. Mm -hmm. no? And then we say, no, it's better that I just go straight to God because I'm afraid <laughs> that the priest will still question me with many things. You know? <laughs> they will examine what I have done in life, etc., etc. That is also true. There are priests also who are too curious, but that is not the point. No, He said, you, you can tell them confession no, is a renewal of relationships, even with yourself. 
because you come in contact with your weakness. But the point is not that. It's not so much that. The point is you come in contact with your God. The priest is just there as an instrument. Yes, yes, sister. The priest, is just, the priest are also sinners, okay? But yeah. they have been given that gift. That's what we heard in this gospel now. Receive the Holy Spirit, the sins you forgive or forgiven them. It's not there. It's given to them as a gift. So you have to go beyond. No? Go beyond the weaknesses of the priest. Because that's also one of the issues they say. Oh, why will I confess to that priest? He doesn't listen. He just shouts, etc., etc. No. <laughs> so, so you mean, sister, if if I will not, if somebody will not confess, and then suddenly come, will go to the next world. So the sins is still sticking in her, on her, in him. If she, I, I will not uh, dispute that one. Of course, the per, God is the one who knows our hearts. Okay, okay. God knows our hearts. Because even if you do confession, physical confession, but you do not repent, okay, okay? and then you repeat your sins, that's also, <laughs> I think Another. that is also useless. You know what I mean? Okay? Yes, sister. Thank you, sister. So it's Thank not you. the physical confession. It's really your heart. No? Do you have the Holy Spirit within you? It's not just the, the priest receiving the Holy Spirit, but you also wanting to renew your relationship receive the holy spirit is for everybody okay grow in your spiritual life and there's not you, you don't lose anything in confession yes you don't lose anything you renew your relationship you are able to enter yourself no and then uh, go through the process of conversion and then also make your resolution re-examine your life okay mm -hmm. so it's a gift get uh receive that as an easter gift okay okay thank you sister thank you sister <laughs> it's, it's make me more understand about this thing anybody else you'd like to share you'd like to share your struggle with faith you're not the doubting thomas no sister i was just i would just like to add to you what you was what you have said about the filipina no that the the life our life as Christ, as a church being in a community is really very important in fact jesus have said that you are you are known to be my disciples if you have this love for one another so it it is one way of showing to others our being disciples of christ with our love for one another, with our care for one another, which is very important. So community life is very important for us. I mean, the church, the life of the church, because maybe we will say, oh, I, I don't want to, to go to the church. You know, I just want to, to, to pray. Uh, I mean, maybe in my room, <laughs> as I've said, others are saying that. I don't want to go to the church. I don't want to attend mass, but here, it's really very important that the life of, our, of, the, of being together because we help one another and also our faith is being reinforced by being with the other, other believers, other of our brothers and sisters. So it is just this one that I, I would like to, to add. 
So yeah, that's very important. In fact, if you go back to the reading, is the disciples explain uh, what revealing to Thomas, no, their experience of the risen Lord and inviting Thomas, no, to to really have also the same experience. It's beautiful, yes. And I think adding to what Sister Leonila just said about community, I was um, just listening to a YouTube clip this afternoon and. Um, since we're going back to face, I mean, like physical mass um, tomorrow, um, I am actually excited to to be in the church again. Um, but then, you know, I I I was watching this clip about, um, you know, how so, some people actually got used to hearing mass um, in their homes in the at the comfort of their homes, and they were say it was saying that. Um, actually, it is also a grave sin. Even, you know, you have an option to be physically present and then to celebrate the Eucharist um, together with the community um, and attend Mass. But then you don't go because for, for, you know, one reason or another, but it's just an excuse, not a real reason, but an excuse that, oh, I'm still afraid to go to church um, because I might get COVID or um it's more comfortable here or for whatever reason that they give um he was saying that it's actually a grave sin and and that's something um i i think that we need to um tell others also because like for the past two years i guess some people um they got used to hear you know hearing mass um in their house or they are afraid. They're really afraid. Um, but then they're not. I mean, like if you can. I mean, like for me personally, if I can go to work and I'm asked to go to work and I don't have a choice to work from home, then I would really go to work. So I don't have any any excuse not to be able to go to mass. Um, so I, I think it's um, it's the same for everybody. It should be the same for everybody. That's a, that's a big challenge, really, Anne. No? So maybe. <laughs> For your students, your Sunday school, and the parents, you can even ask them, well, are you afraid to go dine in? <laughs> Dim so. So if you're not afraid, you should not be afraid to go to mass also. Okay. And then you're invite them. To school, right, sister? Mm. And they should be able to go to... to yes, yes. The sense of community. Mm -mm. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's something that um, we should encourage again. Because, um, but some people, I've, I've heard this, that uh, one of my friends was saying that as long as, you know, two or three are together, then um, they feel like, oh, but it's in the Bible. They said, but if two or three are together, that's a, you know, community already and um, they can celebrate their faith. Um, but then... You know, uh, I, I think we still need to be physically present when the Eucharist, I mean, like to, to celebrate what, yes, what Christ has yes. done for us and to remember um, the sacrifices that he has done and to thank him um, every yes. week. For, for, That's right. For and together, together with the community, not yeah. just with your small group, you know, the people you are comfortable with. So thank you. Okay, so we have our... Responsorial psalm mm -hmm. is the continuation of the psalm that we had last Easter day, you know, because you see the octave of Easter is still the prolongation, the extension of Easter. 
If you notice that all throughout Easter week, we have been uh, singing or saying, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. No, So this is uh, saying that the Easter octave is the, the long celebration of Easter day. Okay, Easter day is not one day. Easter day is eight days. And then it's still extended up to Pentecost. That's why it's Easter season, Easter time. Okay. And so we pray this. No? We pray this Psalm 118, thanking the Lord and uh, especially putting at the center his mercy. There is the refrain here that we have his mercy endures forever. No? Thanking the Lord for all the signs and gestures of mercy we have received from him and we continue to receive. So let us pray. Give thanks to the Lord for his good. His love is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord for his good. His love is everlasting. Let the house of Israel say his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say his mercy endures forever. I was hard pressed and was falling, but the Lord helped me. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my savior. The joyful shout of victory in the tents of the just. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. And we say together the response. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love is everlasting. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to OLMC Sunday Best. Please join us again next week for another episode. Have a blessed Sunday, everyone.